Hi guys, welcome to Music Monday. We have another great selection of songs for you. Today's theme is songs from your favourite films. So we wanted to hear songs that you think make a movie and we've got a really good selection ourselves. So we are yet again in lockdown in the UK, which means we've got all the time in the world to watch plenty of movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so our weekends that used to be filled with uh, live performance and gigging is now designated movie night. All weekend, every weekend. So we've watched yes. a lot of films. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have too, if you're in the UK or anywhere else in the globe that uh, is in lockdown. So, okay, let's, I'm really, really excited about this one. Let's get started. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> you excited? I'm ready. Good. Okay. So number one, so I'm going to go with a couple of my suggestions first. Um, these are my favorite films and then the songs that I just think make the movies. Okay. So first one is Moon River and that's from Breakfast mm -hmm. at Tiffany's. So everybody knows this song. It's famous because of this film. Mm -hmm. um, it was composed by Henry Mancini with lyrics by John Mercer. And it was originally performed by Audrey Hepburn in the 1961 movie and it won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. So what do you think of this song? Great song, again. Mm -hmm. It is really good. Is it, was it actually written for the film? Then, yes, this one? there's a really, really uh, interesting okay. story about this one, which I didn't realise. Um, it is actually only 10 lines long. Is it? Yeah. So it is that short bit you it's, see on the film? Yep, just that bit. Yeah. It's not an excerpt. That is the whole song. Okay. And the reason why the song was written in such a way was because when they actually were... Uh, creating what would happen in the film in the studio they were really concerned that Audrey wouldn't be able to deliver a song right. very vocally with vocal strength right so the guy who actually composed it which is Henry Mancini watched her in funny face right. listened to her vocal range from speaking and created the song Moon River no based on her vocal range which is extremely limited so rather than dub her vocals with a professional singer they wanted her to do it and she wanted to do it as well so this guy henry mancini is obviously a genius he also um composed the pink panther theme which yes. is so famous isn't it yeah and he was be able he was able to create a tune specifically for her limited range oh, which i just think is incredible and he came it? up with moon river as well which is a great mm -hmm. song so yeah, yeah it says it took him about a month to write the first three notes and then the rest came within half an hour really yeah, <laughs> according to his widow struggling with uh, inspiration yeah. and then took mm, off that's it sometimes <laughs> you just need that little glimpse yeah, don't you that's it. and then this is such a gorgeous song it just shows how a song with such simplicity like mm. it doesn't need to be overly complicated no. to create an absolute showstopper song and Absolutely. it really is um i knew this because i'm obsessed with the film yeah as you know you watch it over and Constantly. over again yeah <laughs> i could watch it every day i think it's such a great breakfast film <laughs> like if yes. you're eating pancakes in bed yeah this yeah. is a fantastic film to watch it's just like just feels like homely it's comforting comforting isn't it? yeah. yeah so the song was originally written to be called um blue river right. but there's another song with the same title so they moved it and changed it to moon river and it was adjusted and then i think that really makes it as well i think mm. moon river sounds a lot better it's nice isn't it yeah. yeah is she actually playing in the film as well because she's, she's sitting on the steps strumming yeah. the guitar it and looks she's like singing. she is i think she is yeah i don't have know. to rewatch that scene mm -hmm. have a look now or if you know you can leave it in the comments yep. box below <laughs> okay so number two this is from another one of my absolute favorite films and this is porcelain 
by Moby and it's from the beach. Yeah. You're a big Moby fan, aren't you? I am a big Moby fan and this film is insane and I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So I was always obsessed with this film. I just like it because it's Thailand. Yeah. And then it made us quite obsessed with Thailand as well. So yeah, so this is a song by the American electronica musician Moby. Mm -hmm. I think he's amazing. Um, He actually didn't want to put this song in the album and he had to be talked into it. Really? Yeah, it's it's really melancholy if you listen to the lyrics. So there's a lot of Moby's stuff there, yeah. isn't it? Very chilled. and Yeah, that's his style. It is, yeah. But for some reason, it was a relationship, a breakup of a relationship-inspired um, song. And mm-hmm. I think for that reason, he was a bit dubious about putting it in. Right. He also said originally, when he played the song, um, it would be when people would go and get a beer. Okay. So it was almost like he felt like it was a filler. Yeah. However, yeah, when yeah. it got put into the film, um, the, the beach, it obviously took off by really? storm. And it's now, I think, his most popular one. Really? So, yeah. You would drop a song if people stop and go and get a beer, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, we'd drop it from our set if people did that. So, mm. Well, it's know, a real teller, I think. Yeah. But then obviously it shows that it wasn't. It, it wasn't the song, it was just it needed to be appreciated. Exactly, yeah. So it was right Danny. Yeah, yeah, the right setting. It was um, Danny Boyle who put it in the movie, The Beach. Did Danny Boyle direct this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think he did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah. He put this song just as uh, Richard, the character, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. he arrives at the beach and it's been a really, really strenuous task to get there. They've had to swim across from one island to the next. They've had to do a big, massive dive. They've had to yeah. sort of crawl through fields. It's like really, really hard. And then they arrive and then this music comes on yeah. and it is just idyllic. It is. Just it? so stunning. So that's what made me want to go to the beach. And we yeah, did. We went uh, there, it's PP Lay, it's called the beach. And it is just. It is stunning. So cool. That to me was like a bucket list thing. Yeah, it was. They make it look slightly different on the film, don't they? Yeah. They make it look like it's enclosed and it's not entirely No, it's got a little opening. But it's a beautiful beach. Yeah. It's stunning, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't the best time when we went. We were just edging towards rainy season. So it was cloudy that day, but not rainy. But I think if it was like blue skies, bright, typical, gorgeous Thailand, Mm -hmm. it would be stunning. But the um, film, it was it came out in 1999. So I was actually nine years old when this came out mm-hmm. and I'd wanted to go ever since. Yeah. So for me, it was such a huge experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, and obviously Leonardo DiCaprio has walked yes. on that sand. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was just breathtaking, but it is. the journey yeah. that we had to yeah. take to get there was definitely worse than what Leo did. We went at the wrong, <laughs> really, that bad. Yeah. <laughs> It like ripped us to shreds. I we had know. to, they, they, we were on a tour and they it just the left us in day. the sea and yeah. we had to, he said, swim across. And then once we'd got across, which we didn't realise was covered in, covered in the most jagged rocks, the covered in crabs as well. Ever. Then you had to climb up scramble nets to get yeah. up. So ha- why they didn't explain to us, like if you'd have taken like shoes. So like yeah, exactly. We didn't oh, take shoes. It was hard, wasn't it? If we'd gone, they didn't tell us either, but if we'd gone earlier in mm. the day, they could have actually took, gone in through the cove yeah exactly taking the boat through to the cove and then you would have been on the beach yeah. straight away but the tide was was too low or was something too low so yeah. the boat couldn't go through so they went the back way oh. so we had to scramble over these rocks and nets and if things. you've been yeah then you know like we were cut to shreds weren't we, were, we? yeah it was all worth it to get there but that's I what i remember every time but i would love to go again i think it was amazing Okay, so number three, um, and this is from another one of my all-time favourite films, and this is Young and Beautiful from The Great Gatsby. Lana Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. 
I love her. This is the 2013 movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and those who know me well know that I just adore this film. I've watched it over and over again. And this song is like, it's an underlying running theme throughout the film. Mm-hmm. So it's played with dis- different instruments yeah. um, at different times in the film to sort of signify what's going on. But it all is in keeping with that like 1920s theme. So yeah, I just think it's so mm. such a beautiful song. Please. She's obviously one of my favorite artists of all time. I love Lana Del Rey. And I went to the cinema to see this film and I can vividly remember watching it and being like, we weren't even engaged at the time, mm. but thinking when I get engaged, I want my engagement party to be <laughs> 1920s theme. And it was, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. the best night ever. But yeah, it was so, this film just, I, I don't think I was expecting to love it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Leonardo DiCaprio again. This was like a more older, distinguished Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. like Leo's big brother. Yeah, he hasn't changed that much though, has he? I think he comes across completely different in this. Sorry, I mean looks-wise, yeah. he hasn't changed much, has no, he? He's aged know? well, Yeah, I think. But he's a very classy character in this, isn't mm. he, throughout? Yes. So what do you yeah. think of this song? Yeah, I like this. I love Lana Del Rey. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. I think the movie's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it works brilliantly for this. Yeah. Um, film. I think all the music in this film is actually really well done. Cause it yes. was very, it was very modern, yet it had a vintage 20s vibe to they it. They did it, it incredibly. It was very well done. It's yeah. Baz Luhrmann, isn't he? He's the director mm-hmm. for this one. And I just love his films. Like, yeah. I'm a, Moulin Rouge is one of my all time favorite yeah. films as well. Um, but what's unique about this particular song is the Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey was written for the film, mm-hmm. whereas m- the majority of the other songs in on the soundtrack were already really established songs, like really, really popular songs mm-hmm. by incredible artists. Emily Sande, yeah. she uh, performed Crazy in Love yeah, that's for right. the song in that 1920s theme, which is obviously Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And then Beyonce, she actually did Back to Black. Yes. So that's right. you've got these incredible artists all covering each other's songs. Incredible songs. Yeah, yeah. And, and then just, com- they did change them so much. Like yeah. if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, I would definitely recommend it. It's so good, isn't it? It is really, really good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. On a side note, do you know Emily Sande's real name? Adele. It is, yeah. But Mm -hmm. she had to change it because Adele was too big at the time. I was with you at the concert when we went to see her. Did you say that? (laughs) Is that where we It's either that or we've watched watched a lot of music documentaries with her. Yeah. Yeah. Gutted. I know. How gutted would you be? (laughs) She's also like extremely clever. She's a doctor, isn't she? I know, yeah. She's a doctor as well, yeah. Mm. Wonder if she's gone back mm. to work during this time. Mm. Who knows? Maybe she I'll has. Because mm. she hasn't released anything in a while. No. Anyway, we digress. Uh, back to the song. Yes. Yeah. So this was nominated the best song written for visual media. Mm. Um, that's Young and Beautiful. I could just listen to it over and over again. So yeah, yeah. it had to be on my list. So I hope you guys like that one as well. Brilliant. Okay. So next one. Okay. This is quite different, <laughs> and this is. Um, the Flower Girl, and it's from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, it's not yeah. actually called The Flower Girl. It's no. just that's what everyone knows it as. It's actually called The Rain, The Park, and Other Things, and that's by right. The Cow Sills. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, you know mm. we love this This is a great film. film. <laughs> My whole life I've loved this film. We I feel like quote it's, it all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's the yeah. most quotable film yeah. ever. Um, but would you have picked this song i'm interested to know from, from it film. yeah because no, obviously it's from good... that film there are other songs i think of first okay um crash test tummies being the first one that would come to mind right in that one mm-hmm. i just think that they're all brilliant yeah. i couldn't but then for me 
this scene in particular because yeah, yeah. it's so funny. It's Jim Carrey who plays Lloyd, and he's obviously he's an incredible actor. He's so yeah. funny. He's daydreaming about his love interest, which is yeah. Mary, and it's just like a really funny sequence yeah. in the in the movie. So when I watch Dumb and Dumber, that's that's the probably the main of. tune that comes to my yeah. head. Okay. I think they're all good. Like we've listened to the soundtrack yeah. when we've been like painting the house and stuff, That's haven't it. we? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if you if you do love Dumb and Dumber, you will agree it's got an epic soundtrack. Yeah. So yeah, okay. So my next one again is quite different. So this is Husavik, my mm. hometown. So this one's much much newer. This one came out last year, um, and it's from the movie Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. I so really like this film. <laughs> it was brilliant. We, wa- yeah. we only watched it recently as well. It'd been out for a good few months before we watched it. Yeah, we were a bit late, weren't we, yeah. watching this one? And we one. kept saying oh, we need to watch it and we never got around to it, but we watched it uh, a few weeks ago and it was brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I think yeah. it was? I'm, I've never really been into the Eurovision. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. I've ne- it's that. just, it's maybe cheesy, we should watch it sometime, yeah. but it just didn't seem yeah. the type of thing that, um, that we would watch. But it's very funny. This but then film. it is Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. She's one of my favourite actresses i love her so yeah so it was actually performed this song by will ferrell who i think's got quite a good voice and molly sandon and she's under the stage stage name of my marianne um and that was for for the song my hometown husavik um rachel mcadams she just mimed Mm. it but you can actually see on youtube versions Mm. of the real singer uh, performing it and she's got a fantastic range i think amazing um the song was sung during the finals wasn't it of eurovision so yes, this is like the, the last yeah. yeah in the film the last scene um so it's yeah when um he has a change of heart will ferrell and he comes back because uh, rachel mcadams is on her own singing and they get disqualified because this is a completely different song than what they entered with mm-hmm. um but then they win the hearts of the people they don't did, they they did yeah, yeah and it's just it i just thought it was so heartwarming it's great, like Phil. so emotional yeah. and the song in its own way is actually really challenging because obviously yeah. some of it's, it's icelandic in, it's so an icelandic it, you know, hard. <laughs> and then that high note at the end which is just insane yeah isn't it yeah it is um so i had a go at covering this one mm-hmm. and that one actually will be out this week so um be sure to give that one a listen and if you are icelandic I apologise if I have misquoted any of the words. I tried. butchered the language. (laughs) I've had a go. (laughs) Let me know. So, yeah. Okay. So, next one. This was an Instagram suggestion. We had so many amazing suggestions come in. A few stole mine as well. So, I have to rethink of new ones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you so much for everybody who put a suggestion forward. And we've narrowed it down to a couple. But, yeah, there was loads of great ones. Obviously, people love their movies. Mm. And why not? There's not a lot else to do at the moment. Exactly. So this one was The Power of Love um, from the film Back to the Future by Huey Lewis. Yeah, Huey Lewis in the news, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, very good. Brilliant song. How good is this song? I, I love the song. I love the film. I know the, the song from the film as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it, yeah. That's the, uh, I mean, this is a film you watch as a kid all the time, isn't it? Yeah. So... It's, it's been one of those songs that's always been around. Iconic, absolutely <laughs> yeah. iconic. And this song was written for the film. Oh, it was actually written for the yeah. film. Oh, that's why then. Yeah, that's why. And you, you hear it, and there's no way you wouldn't think of Back to the Future. Exactly. You, you do. literally hear those first. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. This one and Johnny Be Good. Yes. Uh, even though you've no doubt everyone's heard Johnny Be Good before they've seen this yeah. film, it's still 
it's from this film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I love Your that scene as well. It. Love yeah. it. Again, another extremely quotable film. It is. It but is. yeah, the Back to the Future trilogy is just, it's insane. It's untouchable. Yeah. Don't ever try and redo it if I you know. are a filmmaker. It's getting to that kind of time where they might, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, so this, yeah, it was written for and featured in the 1985 blockbuster film. So mm-hmm. that's the original film. Um, and it also gave the band their first number one hit in the US. I mean, it was just fantastic. It's always funny, I think, because actually the future date in the film mm-hmm. is 2015. That's right. Still no hoverboards. Yeah, exactly. When when we got to 2015, <laughs> yeah. everyone was saying they were expecting their boots to lace up on their own hoverboards. I would and all love this kind that. Of stuff. I hate doing it at my laces. <laughs> yeah. It's the most annoying thing, isn't it? Mm, it is. <laughs> you it just want to quickly just go. So, yeah, I hope they do invent that, but <laughs> unlikely. Still waiting. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, that was an excellent choice and I'm so glad that yeah. somebody made that choice because I love those films. So the next one is I'm a Believer and that is from yes. Shrek. Great song. And who's who's this by? I don't... I, oh, the, uh, the Monkees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say, yeah, I can remember for a second. Then. Yeah. No, The Monkees, of course. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. And do you know who composed it? No, because uh, they were one of the first manufactured bands, mm-hmm. weren't they? So but they didn't... I don't know who right. wrote it, no. Neil Diamond. Really? Yes. Okay. I know. Isn't that so With interesting? Yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, I didn't know that. one. I did Google yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was uh, 1966. Um, it was in the number one spot for seven weeks. But it is a really, really popular song. Mm-hmm. It had over a million advance orders, so it went gold within two days of release. Really? Yeah. Wow. So super popular from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it was number one uh, in the 60s um, for four weeks in the UK. Oh. So we loved it as well. Mm. And it has stood the test of time because obviously in Shrek, you know, that's a newer film. It's a yeah. kid's film and it, it does make the film. Everybody it thinks it of it now. Yeah. yeah. The karaoke section at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant films, yeah. aren't they? It is good, yeah. So yeah, so another great choice. Thanks, guys. So yeah. that was from an Instagram follower. So the last Instagram suggestion, um, and this is another 80s song. Managed to get one in there. (laughs) (laughs) Every playlist. Yes. Um, And this is Hungry Eyes from the film Dirty Dancing. Mm. Okay, what do you think of this film? The film, yeah, it was okay. It's not my kind of thing. Um, I didn't realise this song was from that film, actually. Yeah. Um, Well, you've only seen it once, haven't you? You only watched it recently with me. Yeah, a few months ago, wasn't it? Um, But... The film, it was an okay film, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. but the people that love it really they love do, it. do, don't they? Yeah. It's like... It's, it is considered a classic film, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely yeah. is a classic film. So it was performed by American musician Eric Carmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a former member of the band Raspberries, oh, and right. obviously it was featured in the film. Um, but I'm actually surprised that this one was chosen um, because normally whenever people hear um, Dirty Dancing, they think of, the time of my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had the time yeah. of my life. Um, but yeah, obviously this follower, this Instagram follower preferred this song. And I do mm. love this song as well. I think it's a really good power ballad, really yeah. romantic. But I just think the time of my life is the one that everyone wants to do that lift. They do. You know, yeah. at parties, the famous yeah. lift at weddings and things. Attempt, you mean. Yeah. The attempt to replicate, <laughs> yeah. yeah, on the dance floor. Yeah. Sometimes not quite so well. But yeah. I think everybody does know this movie and that yeah. and that dance move from it. But yeah, thank mm. you again for that suggestion. Mm. That was brilliant. So the floor is now me. yours. Brilliant. Okay, so I've got two songs again. Okay. Um, I have picked, first of all, Skyfall. Brilliant. From the film Skyfall. Absolutely brilliant. Which, Good choice. It's a fantastic song. I love Adele anyway. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's a phenomenal singer. 
um, and she, yeah, and she wrote the song as well, or the lyrics at least, um, to this. Um, and it's just an amazing, powerful song. Mm-hmm. Musically, it's fantastic. Again, it's got those same, we were talking about last time in Bond, the chromatic notes yeah. that go through that create this kind of eeriness yeah. to the song. And it's just phenomenal. It's brilliant. It's funny, isn't it? Because like I, I remember us going to the cinema to watch yeah. this film. In, in real, 20, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and sat there with a whiskey each, yeah. uh, just with some ice, watching it. And I'd never really, I did always like Bond films, yeah, yeah. Um, but it wasn't really until this one came out that I really got into yeah, them, yeah. and I loved. It was this so film. well done, the film as well. Oh, it brilliant. went back to classic kind of Bond, yeah. didn't it? And the song, I can even remember listening to it the first time on the radio because I think it's always a huge deal when yeah. you get asked to do a Bond theme and Adele was an amazing choice the first time I listened to it I was a bit like you know when you think a song's gonna go a certain way and it doesn't mm-hmm. and you're a bit like hmm but then the ending I think made it for me that's yeah. when she goes yeah. for it and she belts does. it and then the more I listened to it the more I loved it yeah and now I just think it's incredible so for me it was a grower yeah that's it yeah yeah I, whereas me I like the song straight away when yeah, I heard it did you because uh, I love her and I love the Bond themes so it worked for me um, and there's a great story again with this one. So she obviously uh, was given the script um, to the film, yeah. So she could write the lyrics along the theme of oh, the I didn't story. Know that. That's how they work it quite often. That's so cool. Um, so so basically, the lyrics tie in with the yeah. story of the actual film. Um, and she was pregnant at the time. She apparently she was secretly pregnant when she was given uh, the the script and and that she was going to do it. Mm. But then when she came to record it, she was definitely pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and she was saying um, that she felt that that helped her in some ways because she was very emotional. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So she obviously put more emotion yeah. into it. I mean, her voice didn't waver. No. She did well. But this is the interesting thing. So her voice, she said because she was pregnant, this is what she says, mm-hmm. her voice went lower. It actually went deeper, her voice. Mm. So she recorded it in a key that suited her. Yeah. But now when she does that song, if she does it live, yeah. she actually does it in a slightly higher key. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Because her voice is, yeah, back to what it was. I've heard this before yeah. about pregnant women. I didn't notice it with no. my voice. And I can remember you saying that, if you noticed your voice change. Mm. So it, m- it must not be everyone. No. Like, Maybe I mean, not. obviously pregnancy affects different people in different ways yeah, that's but that's such a random one isn't it no i thought that was unusual. for your voice to change yeah very interesting great one i yeah. love that okay next so, one so yeah skyfall fantastic just love it um and then my last one i have picked is uh, <laughs> toy story uh, you've got a friend in me oh randy newman randy newman love him. randy newman is a fantastic musician anyway. Yeah. Yep. But in these films, I it's know, so it's good. So good. Because throughout all the films, it's always him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that same voice. All of comes the songs in. are so good. They're, They're really, so catchy. Really good. Yeah, yeah, they are. And this song, uh, in particular. And you love Toy Story, don't love you? Toy Story. <laughs> love them. We went to see the fourth one recently when it came out, didn't we? <laughs> we loved it, didn't we? I say so recently, good. that was over a year ago now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the, this uh, Toy Story, this song particularly. Uh, became so popular from the film mm-hmm. that um, they they carried that theme through into all of the films. So it kind of yeah. became the musical theme yeah. of, of all the films, um, which is called a leitmotif. I'm not oh. sure if I'm pronouncing that right. 
I've never known. Well, it sounded impressive to me. Yeah, but when they repeat the theme through, yeah, or the melody. Through so that's the like the Lana Del Rey exactly. in uh, yeah. The Great Gatsby. Yeah, that's so when it. they play it throughout, and then it becomes yeah. more memorable, doesn't that's it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, and they do that in lots of films yeah. as well, especially the main theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song was, it's been covered by loads of people, but the one I really like is in, I think it's the third Toy Story. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's when Buzz Lightyear goes into Spanish mode. Yeah. It's the Gypsy Kings who are yeah, singing it. And it's I know. a brilliant version of yeah. this song. <laughs> and they hadn't done anything, had they, since like... What was it? The seventies? Oh, really? Yeah, they had a big gap. There'd been a huge gap. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it might not have been that long ago. Yeah. So I haven't checked that one, that fact. But I know there was a huge <laughs> gap, and then they were really, they, they were really flattered to be were asked. They? Yeah. It's such a brilliant version as well. But if you think of Spanish classic, you yeah. would think of the Gypsy Kings. You would you exactly. They are phenomenal as well, yeah. artists in their own right, obviously. Yeah. Um. So it worked really well when they covered it. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was actually nominated for. I think it was a globe, a, a Golden Globe, yeah, and a uh, I think it was an Academy Award. I think it was called that. This song was nominated for when the film came out in '95, but it was beaten by the Pocahontas song. Was it "Color in a Wind"? Yeah, "Colors of the Col- Wind." "Colors of the Wind." That's it. Mm. It was beaten by that, and, and that's an amazing song. Yeah, so fair juice. I'd still pick the Toy Story one. Randy Newman. <laughs> I know, I love Randy Newman, but Colours of the Wind is an epic Disney yeah. film. Like, I just so that song different. beat them to the awards. Mm. So oh, that's the awards, unfortunately. But that is that's kind of sad. I think yeah. Randy Newman deserved it, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're my the choices. choices. Uh, and again, we have linked the two playlists for, or the playlist for Apple Music and a playlist for the Spotify Music yep. down below. Mm-hmm. And we've got a link to the podcast as well. Yep. Fantastic. Great. Thank you so much for your suggestions. And again, for everyone who got involved. Um, if you are interested in getting involved, you can follow our Instagram, which is Murphy Live Music. Um, we do do Music Monday every Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we're looking forward to next week. So stay tuned. Look after yourselves mm. and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.